Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snow White. Thank you for downloading this podcast. My name really is Rob Snow White. And one of the strangest and oddest things about this name, there are many, is when you make a reservation at a restaurant and they say, what's your name? And you say Snow White and they start giggling. And I'm like, what? What's so funny? You don't believe me? And they're like, ah, no. And I have to take out my ID and I shut them down. I'm going to start asking people to wager their giggle over my real last name. So yes, my last name really is Snow White for the 383rd time this summer. We believe it came from Ellis Island when my family came from Eastern Europe and they got off the boat and they said, Buongiorno, where are the Schneeweisses? And they said, all right, it's 1890, we're in New York, you're Snow White now. That's where it happened. Okay. Before I start talking about fiberglass rods, I'm just gonna go over some news, make it quick, get it over with. Something you may have heard, something you've been confused about. Yeah, let's get you caught up in my life since we last did one of these in December, January. I woke up uh, on what should have been my 19th wedding anniversary this year to a text that my divorce had finally gone through. My marriage ended Last year on the day that Big John from Oregon caught the 30-inch striped bass at Chain Bridge in April 2021. No connection to the day or the fishing that I know of. I came home after my guided trip and all I wanted to do was show pictures and celebrate the largest striped bass I'd ever seen by a client or myself pulled out of the river. It was, it was an absolute highlight. And instead, my world came completely turned upside down. After dinner, my marriage ended. It has been a very difficult year to make it plain. And one of the main reasons I went up to the Salmon River last Christmas was uh, trying to get over two near-death experiences last year and 
a marriage ending and living in the same house with somebody until your divorce goes through during a pandemic, which is not the easiest thing. In fact, I just left town for the first time since I left town to go to Salmon River at Christmas. It is August 11th, and I just came back from the beach. I didn't catch anything, but I'm going to tell you if this was a sandwich podcast, the best sandwich in the Rehoboth, Lewis, Delaware, and Dewey Beach area is going to be Chaps Pit Beef. I ate several meals at the shore, but oh my gosh, Chaps, yeah. So everything about my life has changed. I'm finding at the age of 45, I'm having to start my life over pretty much from everything. Yeah, it's not what I expected. Um, life is completely different. I, I'm not the person I was a year and a half ago, two years ago. It's, it's a completely different thing. And it's odd, I was reading Howell Reigns is fly fishing through the midlife crisis uh, when I was going through my health issues and and mourning the loss of my mom and yeah who knew so my life's different I wear Crocs now I've been going to live concerts um, I went from having zero televisions and eating dinner on a wooden Orvis stool looking out my window at Fred the Bird to having a lovely sofa and a record player and I collect jazz records now if you've got some old jazz albums if you got old albums in general you don't want shipping to me I will take them if you're not too far away I'll drive to you and pick them up you don't need a coaster anywhere in my house it's mostly empty there's really isn't a whole lot of furniture anywhere in here uh, most of that furniture belonged to the ex-wife and I never had a say in picking it out, so I saw no reason why I would want to hang on to it. So yeah, my house is basically completely empty. Um, it's quiet. It's, it's just me half the time. The other half is custody. So I am having to learn how to cook for one. There's a ton of food waste going on because my kid and I don't eat the same things. And if she picks something out and it goes bad before she eats it, it's got to go into the compost. And there's a lot of gardening going on this year, which is great. Um, yeah. I actually, I don't recognize myself in a lot of pictures taken of me recently. There's more pictures taken of me than there ever was before. And if I don't have my glasses on, which is pretty rare, I honestly would not recognize myself. There's been a lot of weight loss, a lot of stress. I look different everything again is different and you can say that the colorado avalanche gap between stanley cups lasted longer than my first marriage and this is the craziest thing of all in in this new life that i'm living is sam looper coming through with dating advice that's right looper flies you all know sam looper who knew that sam looper would be tevia from fiddler on the roof uh, so this will save some confusion if you're on social media or hear me talking or meet me somewhere and there's post with uh, someone that doesn't look like a Russian immigrant if you see me with a six foot two blonde professional volleyball player from Saskatchewan uh, don't be confused if you see me with a bunch of musicians 
playing harmonica, hanging out with a five foot four singer songwriter who looks like a mermaid out of water. Don't be confused. My life is changing and my social media is going to change a bit now. And it was, it's been weird. The last date I went on where I didn't know somebody was January of 2001. So basically my entire adult lifehood was in my previous relationship and I'm 45 and I'm starting over. And one of those things I'm doing starting over is I'm fishing fiberglass. So you are now going to hear all about fiberglass and, and why I got into it. My daughter wanted to get me a gift for Hanukkah and it was a really, really horrible time in my life. And I thought that was a sweet gesture. And I said, get me a fiberglass rod. And she did. And I fish it now. And I'm a different person. So we're going to dive into not just me fishing fiberglass, but what exactly is fiberglass? Where did it come from? Who invented it? Why is it used in, in fishing rods? Why is it such a niche? And I'll straight up say nerdy because I'm the biggest nerd you'll ever meet. I mean, I make fun of chemistry people all the time. I will straight up call a chemist a nerd. And that's a different nerd. Sorry if you're a chemist, but you already know that. That's just from hanging out with chemistry people through college and afterlife. But uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, so if you really want to go into glass, go online. There's forums. There's e-zines. There's all sorts of glass. I'm not going to go into that depth today. I'm going to give you the history of it, the uses of it, and why it was ideal for fishing rods. And that's it. So let's go fishing. Give me a call. I'm free. In the evenings, in the mornings, hey, we have fun. This is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast all about fiberglass fly rods. This is what I'm going to cover in the next hour of speaking. I'm going to talk about the history of fiberglass, forms of fiberglass, applications of fiberglass, formation and processes, and finally fishing, and my thoughts on owning a fiberglass rod. Glass makers throughout history have experimented with glass fibers. Manufacturing of glass fiber was only made possible with the invention of finer machine tooling. In 1893, Edmund Drummond Libby exhibited a dress at the World's Columbian Exposition incorporating glass fibers with the diameter and texture of silk fibers. Glass fibers can also occur naturally, such as in Pele's hair, which is a volcanic glass formation produced from cooled lava stretched into thin strands, usually from lava fountains, lava cascades, or vigorous lava flows. It is named after Pele, the Hawaiian goddess of volcanoes. Wind often carries the light fibers high into the air and to places several kilometers away from the vent. It is common to find strands of Pele's hair on high places like treetops, radios, antennas, and electric poles. And if you poke around the inside of a stealth craft boat, you may find some of these fibers. I once thought that a client who brought their dog into the boat let that dog shed everywhere, but nope, these were fine glass, fiberglass strands left over from the manufacturer of my ATB. The invention of glass wool, which is called fiberglass today, was invented between 1932 to 1933 by Gaines Slater of the Owens, Illinois, as a material to be used as thermal building insulation. We're going to talk about Gaines Slater now. He was born in 1896 in Argos, Indiana. 
he graduated from Argos High School in 1914. He graduated from Western Military Academy in Alton, Illinois in 1915. He then graduated from Purdue in 1921 with a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering. As an undergraduate, he played tuba in Purdue's All-American Marching Band. He refined the fiberglass production process to make it financially viable. He worked at what is now known as Owens Corning until his retirement in the 1960s. He died October 15th of 1964. Slater envisioned a glass fiber material lighter and more refined than the current technology produced. With help from Dale Kleist and Jack Thomas, Slater developed the method for the mass production of affordable fiberglass in early applications of the new technology. In 1931, Slater, then a chemical engineer, persuaded executives with the Owens, Illinois Glass Company to support his research into finding new uses for glass. Slater, with Thomas and Kleist, worked on ways to produce glass fiber insulation. Slater streamlined the process for mass production and made significant improvements after Kleist and Thomas invented the steam-blown process for making glass fibers. During World War II, experiments with heat-hardenable polyester resin reinforced with high-strength glass fibers and structural aircraft parts gave birth to fiberglass. The product is marketed under the trade name fiberglass, which has become a generalized trademark. Glass fiber, when used as a thermal insulating material, is specially manufactured with a bonding agent to trap many small air cells, resulting in the characteristically air-filled, low-density glass wool family of products. Glass fiber has roughly comparable mechanical properties to other fibers, such as polymers and carbon fiber. Although not as rigid as carbon fiber, fiberglass is much cheaper and significantly less brittle when used in composites. Again, this is a fly fishing podcast. I'm going to crack my knuckles. Stretch. I'm going to read that again. Glass fiber has roughly comparable mechanical properties to other fibers, such as polymers and carbon fiber. Although not as rigid as carbon fiber, fiberglass is much cheaper and significantly less brittle when used in composites. Glass fiber reinforced composites are used in marine technology and piping industries because of good environmental resistance, better damage tolerance for impact loading, and high specific strength and stiffness. Itching powder is one of the benefits of this invention. Formation of fiberglass. Fiberglass can also be known as glass reinforced plastic or GRP. Glass fiber is formed when thin strands of silica-based or other formulation glass, it's kind of like what lava is, are extruded onto many fibers with small diameters suitable for textile processing. The technique of heating and drawing glass into fine fibers has been known for millennia and was practiced in Egypt and Venice. All glass fibers have been manufactured as staple, that is clusters of short lengths of fiber, before the recent use of these fibers for textile applications. Again, the modern method for producing glass wool was invented by Gaines Slater in Toledo, Ohio. He first applied for a patent for the new process to make glass wool in 1933. 
The first commercial production of glass fiber was in 1936. In 1938, he was named vice president research and development of the newly formed Owens Corning Glass. In 1938, Owens Illinois Glass Company and Corning Glass Works joined to form the Owens Corning Fiberglass Corporation. When the two companies joined to produce and promote glass fiber, they introduced continuous filament glass fibers. Owens Corning is still the major glass fiber producer in the market today. Fiberglass, spelled F-I-B-R-E, or F-I-B-E-R glass, is a type of fiber-reinforced plastic made from glass fiber. Fiberglass is also known as glass-reinforced plastic or glass-fiber-reinforced plastic. Typically, glass fiber is flattened into a sheet, arranged randomly, or weaved into fabric. Glass fibers can be made from various types of glass depending on their intended application, and the fiberglass or glass fiber is reinforced the fiberglass or glass fiber is a reinforced plastic material which is composed of a woven material that is embedded with glass fibers which are randomly laid across each other and held together with a binding substance. Fiberglass is combined with resin to form an extremely strong and durable composite. I'm going to read that one again. Fiberglass is combined with resin to form an extremely strong and durable composite. Fiberglass can be supplied, flattened into a sheet called a strand mat or woven into a fabric. And fiberglass has several characteristic properties. Basically, and again, this is a fishing podcast. Fiberglass is extremely strong. Fiberglass is lightweight. Fiberglass is flexible. It has a physical strength. Fiberglass has a greater strength to weight ratio than steel which makes it ideal for producing high-performance materials. Chemical resistance. Fiberglass textile fabrics will not rot, mildew, or deteriorate. They resist most acids with the exceptions of hydrofluoric acid and phosphoric acid. Durability. Fiberglass is resistant to decay and is unaffected by pests and rodents. Dimensional stability. Fiberglass fabrics will not stretch or shrink. Nominal elongation break is 3 to 4%. The average lineal thermal expansion coefficient of what we're going to define soon to be as e-glass is 5.4 by 10.6 centimeters by centimeter degrees centigrade. I doubt anybody knows what that is, but I will explain that later. Fiberglass has good thermal properties. Fiberglass fabrics have a low coefficient of thermal expansion and relatively high thermal conductivity. Glass fabrics will dissipate heat more rapidly than asbestos or organic fibers. Fiberglass is non-combustible. Fiberglass has the advantage of being naturally non-combustible because it is a mineral material. Flame cannot spread or be sustained by it. Fiberglass does not burn smoke, or emit toxic compounds when heated. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. 
And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Fiberglass has high tensile strength. Fiberglass yarn has a high strength to weight ratio. Fiberglass yarn is twice as strong as steel wire. High thermal endurance, thermal conductivity. Fiberglass is a low thermal conductivity that makes it ideal for use in construction. Fiberglass cannot burn and is basically unaffected by curing temperatures used in industrial processing. Fiberglass will retain approximately 50% of its strength at 700 degrees Fahrenheit and as much as 25% at 1000 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you're gonna be fishing in the future, you might as well be using fiberglass because it's super hot. Look at the beach where I just was. That was hotter than any heat I've experienced in a long time. Low moisture absorption. Fiberglass yarn has extremely low moisture absorption. Fiberglass is not affected by changes in temperature and humidity. And as a result, its coefficient of linear expansion is low. The electrical insulation properties. Fiberglass is an excellent electrical insulator even at low thicknesses. High dielectrical strength and relatively low dielectrical constants make fiberglass fabrics outstanding for electrical insulation purposes. Dielectric permeability. Fiberglass is suitable for electromagnetic windows due to its insulating properties. And if you don't bring that up at dinner tonight with your family about the dielectric permeability of fiberglass, they're never going to know unless you play this for them in the car. Product versatility. The wide range of filaments, fiberglass yarns, yarn sizes, weave types, and finishes make fiberglass fabrics available for a broad range of industrial end uses. Organic compatibility. Fiberglass can have various sizes and can be combined with a wide range of synthetic resins and mineral matrices like cement. And finally, cost-effective. Fiberglass offers cost advantages compared to other synthetic and natural fiber fabrics. Fiberglass is just an excellent construction material as it can be molded into many complex shapes. Fiberglass is widely used in, again, itching powder, lampshades, kayaks, pools, patio gazebos, bathtubs, boats, aircrafts, roofs, and insulation. And there are, there are different forms of fiberglass, which I mentioned above. And fiberglass comes in different categories as well. Fiberglass can be classified according to the raw materials and there are proportions used to make it into the following major types. A, C, D, E, ECR, A, E, R, M, and S. A-glass, also known as alkali glass, is resistant to chemicals. Aluminoborosilicate glass is also known as alkali lime. The composition of A-glass fiber is like that of window glass. Glass-reinforced plastics are A-glass. It is used as a component for processing equipment in some countries. C-glass is also known as chemical glass. It has excellent chemical resistance. D-glass is named for its low dielectric constant. It's made of borosilicate glass if you are ever on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. E-glass is also called electrical glass. 
the E for its initial electric applications. It is an excellent electrical insulator. This is the most commonly used fiberglass in industry. It's also known as aluminoborosilicate glass. ECR glass is electrochemical resistant glass. Aluminolime silicate with less than 1% weight concentration of alkali oxides with high acid resistance. AE glass is alkali resistant glass. M glass is modulus. It has a high tensile modulus. R glasses are for reinforcement. It's also known as aluminosilicate glass. S glass is S for strength. It has high tensile strength, known for its mechanical properties, and is also known as structural. Now, there are different forms of fiberglass applications. Fiberglass is available in many forms depending on the applications, including, drum roll please, fiberglass matting. Fiberglass can be supplied flattened into the previously mentioned sheet called a strand mat. Fiberglass tape is a thermoelastic fiberglass tape composed of glass fiber yarns and they provide thermal insulation. This type of fiberglass can be found in many applications like wrapping vessels and hot pipelines. Fiberglass cloth is smooth and is available in various varieties like glass fiber yarns or glass filament yarns. It has many applications including heat shields and fire curtains. Fiberglass rope. I'm pretty sure this is the stuff that I used to get splinters on my hands, like at the pool or something when I was a kid. Fiberglass rope is glass fiber yarns that are twisted together to form ropes used for packing. Definitely sure I got splinters from those as a kid. Various applications of fiberglass include the following. Fiberglass is a lightweight material that is used in a number of applications and industries. It is less costly than carbon fiber composites and it is flexible to allow its use in a vast number of industries. It is a strong material and resistant to corrosion and UV damage. What better material to use in the daytime when you need something to bend and transfer that potential energy out of its bend? Thermoplastic materials provide effective thermal barriers for industrial gaskets. Fiberglass provides excellent insulation, protects machinery, conserves energy, and keeps workers safe. This may explain why fiberglass is widely used in these following industries. Fishing. Construction. In construction, fiberglass is used in house building as well as flat roofing. Transportation. Fiberglass is extensively used in transportation. Fiberglass components can be found in almost every make and model of a vehicle, including body parts and panels. Aerospace and defense. A wide range of products, including test equipment, ducting, enclosures, and more are made from fiberglass. As long as the FOD is not fiberglass, we're good. The beverage industry. Fiberglass is used in bodily lines and brewing houses. The chemical industry. In this industry, fiberglass grading mixed with resin is used as an anti-slip safety feature. In the marine industry, fiberglass is used as a protective material in docks and marinas to prevent salty seawater from causing damage such as rust and corrosion. In addition, fiberglass is widely used in the manufacturing and repair of boats. 
as well as surfboards, like in the classic 1980s movie, Back to the Beach. Food processing. Fiberglass is used for slip resistance. It prevents machine corrosion from blood in food processing plants. Mm. Aquaria and ponds. Aquariums and water fountains use glass to support rocks to improve circulation and filtration and protect spray headers and lights from damage. Many garden ponds, such as the one that Aloysius lives in, are also constructed from fiberglass due to its water resistance. You don't want to have a pond whose water then percolates through. Kind of like that pool in Israel that had the sinkhole where the person was sucked in. In manufacturing, fiberglass grates have grit embedded in their surface to prevent slippage in wet or areas soaked in hydraulic fluids or oil. It is extensively used in molding. In power generation, fiberglass is used in the generation plants due to its non-conductive properties. And in leisure, fiberglass is used in the construction of playground equipment to include slides. It's often used for the lining of swimming pools, but not the Rutherford swimming pool because the Rutherford swimming pool was built before they cared about people. Again, there are no staircases or ramps to get in. The bottom gives everyone pool toe, and regardless of your age, you have to climb out on ladders. The fiberglass processes. Fiberglass is applied using the following processes in manufacturing. You're finally going to be able to go to sleep tonight knowing about hand layups. Not basketball. This is the process whereby sheets of fiberglass and resin are applied by hand to a reusable mold using a hardener. The mold is sprayed with a lubricant, which prevents the glass from sticking to the reusable mold. The fiberglass mat is layered on until the right depth is reached. The product is then allowed to solidify to ensure it maintains its strength. Glass tape can also be used to reinforce the edges of a mold during the hand layup process. There's spray orientation. This is a process in whereas resin and fiberglass are sprayed onto a mold in a similar way of hand layup. The fiberglass and resin are then pressed with rollers to compact the material. It's usually done by workers and the mold is then allowed to cure and removed from the reusable molds. Compression molding is the third and final method and this is where sheet molding compounds made from long strands of fiberglass sheeting on a bed of polyester or epoxy resin are placed onto a heated mold in a machine, which is then closed. A top force is then applied downwards onto the compounds, which wraps it around the heated mold. This process is usually used in high volume manufacturing for cold water storage tanks, low cost structures, electrical applications like meter boxes, and in the automotive and transit industries. And finally, the fishing portion of fiberglass rods. The introduction of fiberglass rods was in the 1940s. It was developed by Robert Gale and Mr. McGuire. Experiments with heat-hardenable polyester resins reinforced with high-strength glass fibers in structural aircraft parts gave birth to fiberglass and the manifold applications of its use. Dr. Arthur Howard, technical director at the Plaskin Company, was one of the legions of individuals who experimented with fiberglass strength and flexibility to create improved quality in existing products. 
Dr. Howell's area of interest was in manufacturing of fishing rod construction with fiberglass. After conducting experiments with fiberglass fishing rods, Dr. Howell turned over his results to Shakespeare Company. The company took it from there, experimenting first with fiberglass casting rods and then with fiberglass fry rods. The company took it from there, experimenting first with fiberglass casting rods and then with fiberglass fly rods, eventually investing $1 million more into the project before introducing the first fiberglass fishing rod on the market in 1946, the year my dad was born. Big shout out to Larry. He did quite well in his swim meet over the weekend. The revolutionary wonder rod came out in 46 and that eventually led to the modern golf club. The Howold process is Shakespeare's exclusive method for fabricating fiberglass rods. The wonder rod made bamboo and steel rods virtually obsolescent. Fiberglass rods, therefore, were less expensive options for people returning home after World War II. It was an alternative to the expensive bamboos. It's a slower rod. It's a less expensive option. They come in very cool colors. They're super bendy and they're fun. Which leads me to my experience with my glass rod. So around Hanukkah last year, my kid asked what she could get me for Hanukkah. And she said, Dada, I want to get you a new fly rod. And I thought, I don't need any really new fly rods. I have most makes and models. Maybe another nine foot eight weight that's a little cleaner. Maybe a little slower than the stiff ones I have. But I was thinking, I want a fiberglass fly rod. Don't have any fiberglass fly rods. I've never fished fiberglass fly rods. And I thought, I'm going to add a fiberglass fly rod to my quiver. So the kid, not really having any money, just paid for it out of the generosity of her heart. And I went online and I did a little bit of research and I could have gone super high end, super pretty, super bendable and flexible. I could have gone used and gotten some kind of classic rod like the Wonder Rod. There's plenty of those on eBay. There are more used odd glass rods out there than I care to look at. But I did come across an inexpensive option in the $60 range. And I ordered a brilliant, brilliant blue eight and a half foot five weight with a black real seed and maybe a coca bolo wood real seat on it and really nice components and i figure for 62 dollars with free shipping i can't go wrong with this thing and after about five to six weeks it shows up and it's not blue so i'm a little bit of wah wah because it's this opaque white color and it's the color reminds me of pearly white nail polish that's unmixed or the pneumonia medicine I had a drink out of that plastic tablespoon in 1984 when we lived at the old house on Red Clover Court. And that was some of the nastiest medicine and I can still look at that shiny pearlescent color of my rod and think of it. And I put the rod together and I gave it the old wiggle wobble in the house. Like everybody that goes into a fly shop picks up a rod and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. which isn't exactly the action that you 
use a fly rod for. It doesn't go whoop, 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 whoop. It goes back and forth. And I put it in its three-piece sock and put it away and finally decided to, to go out with it earlier this year for some bass and bluegill. And I started casting it and immediately I felt like I was casting a drunk rod. You throw it forward and it would take three to four times as long for it to go forward. And when you go to back cast, it's still on the way forward. The tip is moving forward while your butt's moving backwards, so to speak. And I realized glass rods are really super slow. Now I fish bamboo rods and my bamboo is super slow and extremely heavy. And you can feel that rod loading as it slowly bends down those fibers. And the fiberglass was much similar, but a lot lighter with a much, much smoother, finer cork. The cork on this rod is stunning compared to some of my more expensive rods. There's no pits or fissures in it. It's been perfectly polished. And I start throwing my popper and worm dropper and I just have to like back cast, sit down, read a couple of pages in my book, turn the page, put the bookmark in, stand up, and then I do my forward cast. And then I like take out my phone and check Doppler. And then it's time to do a back cast. And I, I do a back cast and I unwrap a sandwich and take a couple bites. It's that slow. It was fun. It was a lot to get used to. My accuracy, completely gone. I have no accuracy in casting that rod because it's just so awkward. It is like watching a baby zebra get up and walk for the first time. It is awkward and slow. But the first fish I hooked and landed was about a pound and a half red-eared sunfish. And I caught it underneath a pontoon boat. And I had to fight this thing on the reel. Not the big, it was a big fish. But I couldn't strip it in with this rod. So I got it on my five-weight little bat-and-kill reel. And it's pulling line out and I'm reeling it in and this rod is bent double. It's like the contortionist of fly rods. And I am just super excited. It's like watching a little kid catch their first fish on a fly rod and the way it bends and they don't know what to do. And I land the fish, take pictures, throw it back. And I'm doing hopper droppers amongst the structure and I catch a couple more fish in every single one regardless of size. I felt the need to fight it on the reel because the rod was so bendy and the fish were granted strong, but they were pulling and the rod was giving them the advantage. And I was just blown away. Fished a couple more times on that day and it stayed in my car for weeks. And I've been meaning to fish the pond across the street. There's an abandoned house, not to be confused with the abandoned frat house, which is now but empty the doors have been open for two weeks straight. They just took the weed whacker and chopped the entire yard into dirt. There's a mattress outside. You can follow that on my Instagram and Facebook. And I went out again on a day off. I had to go to my dad's house to pick up cheese. And I'm gonna play that for you now. It's about 1230 on July 15th. It's hot out here. Back at the, uh, the lakes where I grew up, I just dropped my kid off at figure skating camp. And then I'm over in, in town to go see my dad. 
he's got a bunch of cheese for me some bulgarian feta some vermont cheddar and some french gruyere and i got my little cooler bag with my yeti ice pack in there so i'll pick that up and and i gotta go to the, the walmart and get some eight pound dropper mono so i got my glass rod out here but i'm gonna go work on research for the podcast that you've heard already about fiberglass rods so i'm gonna go do some fishing by myself today it's been like a month since i brought my lady friend out here and uh, used this rod for the first time marsh hibiscus are about as tall as i am right now it's kind of nuts so uh hopefully i'm not going to step on any snakes in there we'll see how i do largemouth time let's go the water is absolutely crystal clear i'm walking up right now um, as always the biggest largemouth are going to be right at your feet when you walk up to the body water but there's a huge drop off and um, i can probably see 25 30 feet out in front of me this lake was recently cleared of aquatic plants i might see a boat come through today pretty awesome it's it's full on july right now cicadas tomatoes are going in the garden pumpkins are exploding wildflowers are everywhere it's just a great time of year to fish so i'm gonna hang up on you you give me some large mouth on a purple worm on some glass guys right, 12:53. i've laid four bass not bad standing on some rocks sticking out right now i'm actually taller than the marsh hibiscus which i keep hooking the water is, is absolutely just swimming pool clear. If the bottom wasn't so dark, it'd make sight casting much easier. Now, fish are weird. There's a, like just a school of bluegill just all together doing something. They weren't interested in any flies, but definitely, definitely strange. A group of kids walked by with their, their camp counselors of some sort. Looks like they're going fishing in another spot. So I was lucky enough to catch a nice large mouth when they walked by and four or five wanted to touch it and one wanted to chuck it back in and when kids want to interact with fish you let them so that kid got to chuck a fish back in and it is hot out here you can hear the cicadas there's a couple ducks there's a lone goose really no airplane traffic some crows it's just peaceful it's quite peaceful for for friday in the summertime out here I wish I still lived out here. It's a pretty fantastic place to be. Wish I had, uh, maybe my water master would be kicking around in this water right now. All right, that's it, probably for the day. Until next time. I'm out here right now on the local lake where I grew up. I got my day off and I'm fishing my glass rod doing some research. It's uh, more fun to land fish than it is to cast two fish, is what I will tell you. Um, just saved a huge dragonfly. Get up there, buddy. Off. Yeah, I, I'm uh, not completely sold on casting these rods, but I do like fighting a fish on them. It's an adjustment. It's definitely an adjustment. But four bass in. Um, I'm about to get one right now. I can see he swam by from three feet away. A little twitch. I hooked the rod in my left hand. He swam past it, actually. Come on, I'm gonna cast again. So the benefit of this rod, I can cast it. Here he goes. Got him, all right. I'm gonna hang up. And that was my experience fishing that rod that day. And I've gone out with clients and they've played around with it. 
and they enjoyed it and they looked it up as an inexpensive fun super bendy less expensive slower rod with cool colors that was developed after world war ii i don't know if they'd gone out and bought any but i had a great time i think this is a fun new way to mix up my new bachelor life with a super bendy rod and hopefully i'm just going to get out and fish more with my new life you know i really thought i'd be out and about on my boat at night fishing going out to the shenandoah car camping but custody learning to deal with that weather issues this year gas prices being a single dad it's um it's been interesting so it's an entirely new life that i'm getting used to again there's this is the bachelor house you want to come by for some world cup matches friday black friday we're doing the yanks versus the three lions in my basement and yeah i never thought i'd be happy again and honestly i am i'm doing well so i appreciate everyone who reached out in the last year sam looper my goodness who knew that was going to come through sam looper the matchmaker so that's it for fiberglass go on ebay go to your local fly shop go on fiberglass forums learn more about them if you've never experienced it like i hadn't go for it it's like everyone's been telling me to wear crocs for years and i finally wear them i'm wearing tie-dyed fuzzy crocs at the moment instead of my grateful dead chacos and my feet are super happy i didn't know they could be like this i'm gonna go now i'm gonna finish a book do some gardening and prep myself for clients this weekend i hope you enjoyed this podcast I like doing these little one-off nerdy ones about a special topic. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. If you want to cast some of my interesting flies on your fiberglass rod, you can go to my Etsy store and help support this podcast. Jason, do your thing. Take it away. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com This podcast is brought to you by Freestone Productions at freestoneproductions.com.